This episode has been brought to you by the Fresh Start Family free four-day live stream event called Unfrazzled that starts on June 24th. Details and registration info coming soon. So if you're not on our email list yet, be sure to hop on by heading to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash email so I can send you a personal invitation once registration opens. Well, hello, hello, parents. I'm so happy that you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today I am here with someone very, very special. Her name is Dr. Laura Furian, and she is just such a light in the world, you guys. We are excited today to talk to you about how you can remother yourself. Now, I get this question a lot. And she, when I met her and I saw the work that she's doing in the world, I just knew that she was the perfect one to talk about this. Um, So I'm excited to have this conversation with her today and for you guys to learn from Dr. Laura. And you'll see when you listen to this episode, Laura is just so filled with peace and calm and you can just feel her giant open heart when you speak with her. So it feels like this episode is definitely a little bit more vulnerable because I share um, some real life things that I have looked at and thought about and all the above when it comes to um, the subject of remothering yourself. And so I know that you guys are really, really going to enjoy this episode. So thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, make sure you grab our free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity, uh, which is always available over on the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com on the homepage. We always have something free. If you're not on our, our email list yet, this is the best way to stay in contact with us on a consistent basis. And when it comes to learning positive parenting or getting your family to maybe a more peaceful, connected, confident place, I always encourage you guys to remain consistent with your learning. And so here at Fresh Start Family, we work really hard to provide consistent, free content for you guys to learn, to expand your heart, to learn new tools, to strengthen your family, and In order to best do that, in order to allow us to best serve you, it really works great if you are on our email list. So hop on over to the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com, grab our free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity. We also sometimes have free classes or seminars that we're hosting online or free five-day challenges that will be in that same location for you to sign up and get free support over there too. All right, help me welcome Laura to the show. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hello there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited and humbled and honored to be here this morning with Dr. Laura Froyan. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. It's nice to see oh. you and be here. Yes. Um, 
Laura, you and I have had actually gotten a chance to hang out twice in one week because we recorded together for your incredible podcast that I want you to tell us all about here in a second. And now you are here to speak to our beautiful community of listeners. And we are going to be talking today about how we, three ways we can re-mother ourselves, which is such an incredible topic that we've never discussed on this show and has been really interesting to me over the years to kind of, I've gotten tons of questions about it. And I knew um, when I found you that you were the best person to help us understand this. So um, I'm excited to chat about that today. And um, listeners, you are in for a treat because Dr. Laura Froyan is an incredible resource. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her work. And then, Laura, I'm going to pass the mic to you and have you introduce yourself. Uh, but Dr. Laura Froyan has her PhD in human development and family studies with a specialization in couple and family therapy. Laura combines trauma-informed practices with the latest in child development research to help families find more peace, calm, and connection. She teaches conscious parenting and communication with heaping doses of grace and compassion through her podcast, The Balanced Parent, The Balanced Parent, and her courses and programs. I am literally obsessed with your work. You are incredible, oh, an incredible, work. incredible light in this world. Your voice, everything. Um, we just adore you here at Fresh Start Family. So I'm going to pass the mic to you. If you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you found this work, why you, you know, why you became so passionate about helping families. Um, we would love to learn more about you. Oh, thank you, Wendy. Yeah, so, you know, it's it always starts with us, right? And so I had no idea how much healing and growing and work I had to do until I became a parent. And I was a therapist, you know, I, was, I did a lot of work before right? I was a parent, a lot. <laughs> and it it wasn't nearly enough. Like it wasn't, it, it nothing could prepare me for the way my children would show me the additional work that I had to do would awaken within me the hurting parts, would shine a light on old wounds that I thought had long since been forgotten or healed. Um, they really helped show me how much work I had to do. And so as I learned to do this work for myself, I realized that that aspect of of it was missing from the parenting world. There's lots out there on what to do, what to say, here's the script, here's the tips, here's the research, here's the child development, here's the brain stuff. And not a lot about like, okay, so what do we do then when we're in the moment with our kid, they're pushing our buttons, they're pushing our buttons in the very way we used to push our parents' buttons and our mom's voices come out of our mouths. And it's like yeah. a train wreck. We see it happening in front of us. We can't stop it. We know we want <laughs> yep. to do something different. And, and we can't like that. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I love teaching um, and talking about. So I'm so excited to have this conversation. Oh, it's so good. And yes, we, I share, I think that's why I'm so in love with your work. Cause I share that same passion of like getting underneath of like, what is the root cause that keeps us from actually being able to respond versus react or because we all want to show compassion and have patience and be creative and assume the integrity in our kids. Like, of course, but what, like, what is at the root cause of us preventing us from doing that? And so it's just fantastic that you provide so much support to parents um, to be able to do that, to keep digging. Right. And I love, like, if we can empower families to find joy in that, like to, to keep pushing in and 
and be like, oh gosh, okay, today, this week, like I found a root cause of something or, you know, like I think if you can just develop a joy of learning and shedding limiting beliefs or, you know, like unpeeling the layers of the artichoke, so to speak, because um, it's life, right? Life is a lifelong journey and yeah, and, and it's just part to. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so often yeah. we come to this with an, I have to do this. Like it feels burdensome yeah. and heavy. Like I've got to do this work so that I don't hand this stuff down to my kids versus I, I think if we can even shift into like, I get to do this work. Like every yeah. single mistake I make is an opportunity to model grace and compassion to my kids, but also to offer it to myself, to offer myself the kindness, the empathy, the compassion that I maybe didn't get growing up that I so richly deserved simply by being human. Cause we all, we're all deserving yeah. of being treated with dignity, compassion, respect, and grace. And many of us didn't get that growing up. And so as yeah. we're doing this work, it's it's a it's a joy, it's a blessing, it's an opportunity, it's a chance to show yeah. up for ourselves in the way that we always needed and always deserved and maybe didn't get. Or maybe we got partially too. You know, I I was yeah, I grew up in a loving home filled with parents who thought the sun shone on me. You know, it was a great <laughs> home and I still walked out of my childhood with wounds that needed healing. And yeah. so it's not, it's not an either or, or a binary state or the, the trauma Olympics, you know, it's, we yeah. all have stuff to work on. We all have growth. We all, you know, somewhere along the way got the idea that we, there were some parts of us that were unworthy or unlovable or unacceptable. We had to hide and, and we get to rediscover those parts and treat them with kindness. It's just, yeah, it's just lovely work. And what a blessing that we get to do this and we get to do it with our kids. It's yes. Yeah, Terry and I were just talking last night about how blown away we are at our access to resources these days, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I want to like set the tone too of like with our parents of not, this is like when we talk about this kind of stuff and healing the wounds and like you just teed it up so beautifully. It's like every child, <laughs> every kid, if they're a human being is going to come out of childhood with you know, wounds. And thank God we have access to so many incredible resources now, like across the planet, um, you know, for the most part, like it's amazing how you can tap in and find your podcast and my podcast and be able to start learning the concepts and doing some thought provoking exercises and just being able to start thinking a different way. It's, it's such, it's, it's just incredible that we get to and that we have access to the resources. So, Tee us up, um, Laura, with, you know, just setting the tone of, I always think families sometimes avoid looking at this or talking about this kind of stuff because they feel like it's going to be disrespectful to their parents. So, you know, tee us up with like, I always say, it's like, I, you know, I believe our parents, of course, they had a certain set of tools and now we have a certain set of tools and we get to choose. And that doesn't mean we're disrespecting them, but tell us a little bit more as we just set the tone about that. Yeah. So I think we have to come in from a place of compassion, of understanding that um, that our parents are humans who maybe made yeah. mistakes and who are also doing the best that they could and who are also here on this earth to learn and grow. And that doesn't stop when your kids turn 18. My, you know, as I do this work with 
in my, you know, in my own heart and in my own soul. I also do it with my mom and my dad. Um, the growth yeah. in those relationships are different based on who the person is. It's quite a bit easier for my mom to step vulnerably into kind of owning like, yeah, you know, I didn't, there are things that I see you doing with the girls that I wish I had done with my mm, girls. Yeah. Um, and that feels quite good. It's quite a bit hard. It's harder with some people who are, you know, for whatever reason, you know, unable or unwilling to take a look, you know, I yeah. think that there, it's quite a vulnerable thing to look at your mistakes, to step into a place of, of, yeah, whew, that wasn't my yeah. best moment. That's really hard. And I think that as we start doing this work, we do have to understand that there are some people who are not going to be able to do that are not going to be able to kind of as Brene Brown says step into the arena with us they're just not and that's their work and their journey and we can't control that and we also can't tether our growth and transformation onto them Um, so we don't have to be cruel or unkind as we do it we can be super kind and compassionate and do our work and say yes they did the best they could and it still wasn't okay and, you know, yeah. holding those, that both and learning to get really comfortable in, this is what I call it with my, in my um, programs and with my clients is really st- starting to be comfortable inhabiting the both and. Yes, they were human. Yes, they made mistakes. Yes, they did their best. And there were things that weren't okay. There were things that hurt me. There were, and even sometimes I think a lot of it comes down to just miscommunications too. There are things that we don't fully, as kids, we didn't fully understand what our parents were going through. We didn't fully understand what their worries and concerns were. And we couldn't because we were kids. We, lots of these wounds were formed with a child's brain and a child's mind and a child's perspective. And a, a child is, very self-centered, egoistic, on part, like, because that's where their brain is. They literally can't put themselves into other people's shoes. Um, and kids often have to really rely on their parents. And so, of course, kids come to the conclusion that, like, if my mom is criticizing my appearance, you know, is telling me my hair is messy, that that means that there's something wrong with me or that she doesn't love yeah. me. Versus mom's worried that, you know, her mother-in-law is going to they're going to get to the barbecue and mother-in-law is going to criticize her for the hair or that she might go to, you know, your kid might go to school and get made fun of for how their hair is looking at school. The mom has this whole set of worries that the kid often is unaware of. And so there's these, there's all, it's it's very, you know, there's room for grace and there's also room for saying like, and it hurt like that, that both and is, is really important to, it, it's uncomfortable to to live to live there, but that's the yeah. reality. And what I love about remothering is that there, because it focuses on you, the relationship you have with yourself. There's no reliance on anyone else. There's no need to dig or muck about in the past. It's the present moment. How can I show up as a kind, compassionate parent to myself right now? And that, yes. that's beautiful. It's just, it's the present moment. We don't have to go and dig around. We don't have to rely on anyone else. We can rely on ourselves. We are the parents that we always needed and deserved. It's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how many, I, I don't know how many get through this without crying a lot because I'm already like, oh my gosh. But yes, that is, um, that is such a great way to tee it up. It's like, I think it brings up emotions for me because it's like, I obviously love what I do and I love my parents so much, but I've watched them over the years. They kind of like 
they don't even like listen or watch anything I do because I, they fear that it's like going to be a judgment of them. My dad once said to me, he goes, so have you written your book, like written a book yet? And I was like, oh no, one maybe one day. And he goes, okay, well, hopefully you'll do it after I die because I don't want to read all the things. And I'm like, dad, that is not the part of my work, you know, like, yeah. but um, it's like, yeah. So I love what you said about not being tethered and the grace for them and the some are unwilling and some are unable and that is okay. And and um, yeah, it's just all, oh my gosh, it's so good. So yeah, we get to choose. We get to be in the present. We get to step in. We get to find joy. We get to do it the way we want. And um, what what a beautiful journey. So, okay, well, let's get into this. So um, we're going to talk about three ways that we can remother ourselves. Um, number one, how to acknowledge unmet, unmet needs. Number two, how we can respond with self-compassion. And number three, how we can set boundaries. And you mentioned before, before we get into number one here, you mentioned before how sometimes in a triggering moment, we'll hear our mother's voice and it's so true, right? Like we are, it's like the, um, the insurance commercial, um, you're becoming your parents. <laughs> yeah. I love those. They're so funny. My it's husband like our and kids. I always laugh about them because like, we're really like my husband and I are secretly like 75 years old. Like we're, we, yeah. we see ourselves in we're, we yeah. were, we've both always been old souls, but yes, I love those commercials, but yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Really- they're amazing. <laughs> Everything is accurate. Like literally just last night, Terry went to get in the car and I was like, you just did the exasperated sigh. Like as your knees were cracking, getting in the car, like what is happening to us? <laughs> it was hilarious. But, um, but yeah, so it's like here, you know, for me, just again, I always like to have these interviews with amazing guests like you to be, give some personal examples. So for me, when I think about this, I think of when I have stuff happen, like whether it's triggers from um, my daughter, who's now 13, my son's 10. By the way, I pulled pictures of myself as a 13-year-old just in case I needed to reference them at all in this conversation <laughs> from your wonderful encouragements. But, um, but you know, thinking back to like times when I get triggered by her, or I'll do something or I'll say something, something I grew up with a lot was um, the phrase shame on you. And I realized over the last year, God took me on this cool path to be like, let's look at that. Let's pluck that out. Let's like, you don't, that's not how you need to live life. Like you don't deserve shame on any area of your life. And I realized through a f- wonderful therapy sessions and some cool stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, this is affecting me in a lot of areas of my life. And then that inner voice that negative inner voice would also come out like either in my head or in real life with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I once said to her, it was the, one of the worst I was, I said, Oh, I said, stop being you. And it was like the oh. worst, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was representative of that voice, right. Where I think that was I, the message you got growing up. It was right. Like mm-hmm. it was like, I love, I love my parents, but it was like this very common. My, my mom went to Catholic school and that was like, the message she got, she said all the time, basically, it was like, shame on you. You should be, you should feel bad about yourself when you make mistakes, if you don't do something perfectly or if you, and it was just fascinating how I realized just this last year, the age of 42 freaking years old, how deeply rooted in me that was and how it was time to start basically remothering myself and how much that was going to affect 
my daughter, especially my son too, but my daughter, especially. So talk to us about acknowledging and the shame stops here. The shame stops with you. It stops here. Yeah, it stops here. Quick pause so I can remind you how important it is to mark your calendar for June 24th through July 1st. Because look, I know summer gets busy, but I want you to make sure that you are going to be available to join us for our brand new free four-day live training event called Unfrazzled. Registration is not quite open yet, but once it is, parents on my email list are the first to know, and we will have limited seating due to our online webinar platform that has a maximum room number. We are expecting thousands of parents from all over the world to join us. So if you're not already on my email list, make sure you click on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash free to hop on now and get a personalized invitation to Unfrazzled as soon as registration is live. Yes. Oh my gosh. The world will layer so much shame on our girls uh, for their bodies and their voices. It stops with us. It's good. Yes. To recognize those things. And you know, it's, um, it's interesting. You're bringing up the point here is that when we have unacknowledged and unmet needs of our own, and we're talking to ourselves in the discipline voice that we heard growing up, right? So if we're using shame language with ourselves, even when we make a parenting mistake, God, what's wrong with you? Why would you yeah. say that to your daughter? We turn it on ourselves, right? Um, we do the, That's the language that we heard growing up. Mm. And when we do that, we are missing what our child actually needs. And so I, there's this quote that goes is going around, around um, be the parent you needed as a child. And I always want to change that um, to be the parent you needed as a child to your own inner child so that you can parent the child in front of you. Because you may be, you know, in that s- a similar situation when you were 13, you maybe needed very specific things from your parent that you did not get. And if we go then and try to give those things to our kids, we may be missing the point. We may be completely missing what that child needs. And so because we're clouded by what we needed, we're clouded by our unacknowledged and unmet needs and needs that have been laying dormant for 30 years. They've just been sitting around waiting to be seen, waiting to be heard. And then we react from them or from the fear of them or from a place of where we were shamed for having them and we and we react react and project it onto our kids. And this is one of the powerful pieces of remothering ourselves. So yeah, it is. I mean, and it's it's but this is this is what remothering is in the moment, recognizing, wow, who this takes me right back. This takes me right back to this or I am feeling this about myself and really starting to acknowledge and meet the needs that we have, meeting our own needs, mothering ourselves. This means what this sounds like is, you know, I'm frustrated with my kid. They're showing up in a way that's really triggering to me. And then it's taking responsibility for that and turning inward. What's going on for me? Let's just check in. Whoa, let's just slow down. You can say this aloud to your kids. Let's just slow down right now for just a second because I got something going on inside and it's getting in the way of me being able to see you clearly. And so just, just give me a second and you check in. What's going on for me right now? Whew. 
what are my fears? What are my worries? What am I telling myself? What is the story that's getting swirling around in here? Huh. And then, I mean, and so in that moment, what do you know, Wendy, with your 13 year old, what you were worried about, what you were thinking about, what your thoughts were when you had in that, that moment, I, yeah, in the ahead. moment where I said that thing, mm-hmm. where I said that yeah. thing, <laughs> the thing, yeah. let's think again, we're not, gonna shame your, we're not going to shame ourselves for saying the thing, right? We're right, not going to no. reenact yes. those patterns, right? We're breaking it. The shame stops in, in the generation going yes. forward and within us. <laughs> yes. yes. And I, I just trip on like, I, I've just noticed how much this affects me in like all areas of my life, like, especially mm-hmm. my business so being an entrepreneur, like building, I am like trying, you know, I have a goal to build a beautiful movement and empire of positive parenting across the world. But heck, this gets in the way when you're like making big decisions and whatever. So back to that moment when it happened. So she was fighting with her brother and um, I think it was probably like um, makes life difficult. Like you make, you know, it was like, okay, you make life difficult. Like why can't our car just be peaceful? Like you're overbearing. You're yeah. What you're overbearing, you're aggressive, you're forceful, which, which then I went on to do some beautiful work in my life coaching community about being aggressive. And I was like, dang. Um, but so, yeah, there was like a tone of like, like you are too aggressive for our family. You're like, again, you're so it was like shame about all that. Too much. too much. There you go. Yeah. Put it in a nutshell. Package it up pretty, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's my job, right? Well, you're too yeah. much. Ooh. And too much. What, if you think back, you know, or look inside, because again, many of us do not have memories of our, our childhoods. And yeah. I want to, you know, reiterate for your listeners, to, you do not need memories of your childhood to do mm. this work. You do not because it's happening in the present moment. So I'm just wondering, Wendy, if you were to like put your hand on your heart and just with a little bit of curiosity, like in that feeling of, ah, oh, you're too much. What is, what is the need there? What is the unmet need? For me as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Or for um, you, perhaps you still wonder if you're too much. I know I got, I got the message that I was too much all the time growing up and I still experience that fear. And I experience that fear about my child. I very much, I have one child who is a lot (laughs) and I, and I, I experience that, that echoey fear comes up of like, am I too much? Is she too much? Are we too much for this world? Are we going to be rejected? Are we going to be shamed? Are we going to be pushed aside? Are we going to, are we too much? That fear is there and there's echoes of it. This is why our kids trigger us, right? Because they're showing up in a way that reminds us of us and we lost love during those moments. We became unworthy and unacceptable. We became too much in those moments. And there is an intense and very real fear that our bodies remember because we love our kids so dearly. We do not want that level of rejection for our kids. And in order to keep them safe, we come at them with, tone it down. Don't be too right. much because we don't want you to have mm. this pain. And then boom, there, yes. it, there it is again, <laughs> you know? So, so in that, like just going back to hand on your chest, <laughs> eyes closed in the too muchness. What did you need? What do you need when you have that feeling of, gosh, maybe I'm just too much. What do you need? <laughs> oh man. I think I just wanted someone to be like, 
oh my gosh, I totally get you. It makes sense why you want me to drop you across the street from middle school because I'm driving grandma's old, like 76 yellow Nova. I used to call it the banana and it smelled like horrible. And, it, and now that Stella's 13, it's like, everything is so embarrassing at that age. You know, like everything, like everything. she brushes her hair like 50 times a day. And if something's out of place, she's like, that's, you know, or if I- It's the end of the world. <laughs> I like have the music up like at all too loud, you know, everything. So in that moment, it's like, um, just ha- like having my parent, my mom or dad look at me and be like, oh my gosh, it t- I totally get why you want me to drop you across the street. Like you're not okay. too much. You're not a spoiled brat. Like that makes sense. Let me, let me do it over here in the corner and then run and I'll go fast and no one will ever see you. And we'd like laugh about it. And it like, the big thing for me is like, it was, I, I love, there's a quote from pink that she had, which I'm like obsessed with pink right now, her freaking music. I'm like dying. She only gets better with age. She just, she just, I listened to her in height. Like she just, yes, she's fabulous. (laughs) After you inspired me to do the reel last week, I used her song and I was like all week just dancing to her. But anyway, she had this quote that she was like, when I was little, my mom used to think that like my bigness was like against her, but really it was like just me being me. Like it had nothing to do with my mom. So thinking back to that moment where that was like the age where like my dad and I kind of like, we lost this connection because he started to think that it was like, I, the normal teenage years of like being embarrassed or whatever, all the stuff was like against him. So I think in that moment, it would have just been so awesome to have someone be like, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. Like we're together. I'm here to support you. Um, This is what happens when you're a teenager and um, no worries, no worries. It's not like, you're not too much. You're, you're awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So now I have another question for you, Wendy. I'm going to take that answer and I'm going to combine it with the answer to this question. So the next question is in that moment with your daughter, when, when she was being too much. Yeah. She was being a lot. I always like to say it when you're being a lot versus being too much because mm-hmm. yeah, there's value in the two and not so much yeah. in the, you know, the, you're just the right amount of much and your much happens to be bigger than others. So, you know, right. Um, but when your daughter was in that space space, what the, you, the Wendy in that moment, what did that Wendy need? What were the unmet, mm. unacknowledged needs then? What were your worries and concerns for your daughter or for yourself in that in that moment? Um. <laughs> okay, it's like that. I'm never going to be able to freaking relax because there's like chaos all around me all the time with like the amount I work and the amount of like bickering that happens once the kids get in the car together and we're just like trying to go get boba. And there's like, there's a lack of peace. There's a lack of relaxation. So I just needed to be able to like, not have a headache or I just, my, I, that's what I needed. And, and I, I think that was your question. Like I needed that. And then for my daughter, it was like, um, oh, oh gosh, I never thought about that. I think I needed for her to like, This is like a personal therapy session with Dr. Laura Fryan. Um, Her to experience that there is joy in siblinghood. Like my older brother was such a, (laughs) I love him, of course, but he was just, ew, he was, uh, he was a jerk to me for the most, you know, like again, funny, like I can, most things I turn it into like funny. It's all good. It's like older brother stuff, but 
he, man, he was, he was not the most fun brother to have. And so I think in that moment, I was probably like, you have the most amazing brother. Like, I want you to be able to find joy. Like, he's such a great kid. Like, if you could just chill out a little bit, <laughs> like there's so much joy. So it's like a not, I didn't want her to miss out on mm-hmm. the awesomeness of what it would be like to have a sibling. Cause I didn't have that joy. Yeah. I didn't get to experience oh. that. Wendy, I'm hearing two things here. One, there's this kind of fear and worry about their sibling relationship and you really want a good relationship for them. But I'm also just, and I could be wrong, but I, I is is there a little an inner part of you, maybe a young part who's kind of jealous of the brother that your daughter gets? Yes, yeah. yes totally. You're wasting this great brother. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I would have, yeah, oh my gosh, like, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So this is what remothering yourself looks like. Okay. And we okay. I use the word remothering because I'm a mother and this is what I what I do. But like if, if refathering is fine too, reparenting, whatever you want to call it. Nice. This is what it sounds like then in the moment. Oh, you so you close you I you hand over your heart. I would close my eyes. Like if this was happening, like we're driving, I would get somewhere safe, like get to the place and be like, all right, kids, just a second. Just just a minute. And maybe they still bicker, uh, you know. In place of, this is the big pivotal moment before you tell me this, because I want listeners to really hear this right now. Because this is the part where it feels like the knee-jerk reaction, the, ma- the words come out of your mouth before, like, you know what I mean? That like, I can't control myself. I need to tell her right yeah. now. Stop it. Like, so it's that moment. It's like, it's channel. Moment. Channel, Laura. Yes, right. And it's in that moment when I like, I need to tell her to stop it. You're trying to claim peace for yourself by controlling others. And in this moment, you can claim peace for yourself by controlling yourself. Like that's how you claim peace. And so you, I, you know, I don't know if anybody has ever seen this movie. Oh, gosh, I don't even know if the name of it. It's a Kevin Costner movie where he's a pitcher. I totally like a a Mm. baseball pitcher. And there's this um, scene in it where, like, he's pitching and he says, cue the mechanism in his head. And, like, the whole, like, crowd just goes silent. Like, he, like... Would it be Field of Dreams? It's not Field of Dreams, no. I'll find it. I'll make sure I find it and put it in the show notes page. Kevin Costner. (laughs) Yes, where he's, like, a famous pitcher. And and he, I don't know, he's at the end of his career. But that's a great visual. Yeah. Yes. So he's, like, he's the pitcher on the mound and he says, cue the mechanism. And it, like silences the crowd and he cannot hear it that's what you got to do for yourself and i i use tr- oh, like beneficial <laughs> so i use beneficial triggers for myself when i do this a pan on my heart so i practice self compassion proactively and preventatively so that in the moment when i'm triggered i have access to the skill of the like the pattern the brain pattern of being kind to myself and so when i pr- place my hand on my heart Take that breath, and then you say to yourself what you need to hear, what you needed a compassionate mom to hear. So it might sound something like this. Oh, dear Wendy, it makes complete sense that you'd be worried about your daughter's relationship with her brother, that you would feel a little jealous of this amazing brother, and that you'd be worried that she's going to waste it and not realize how awesome he is until it's too late. It makes sense that you'd be worried that she damaged the relationship before she had a chance to really enjoy it. And Wendy, it also makes so much sense 
that in the chaos of your day, you just wanted one peaceful moment with your kids. Oh, Wendy, it makes so much sense that you just wanted a calm, peaceful, happy trip to Boba. You get this yummy tea. You just wanted a moment of peace and joy with your kids. It makes so much sense. And you're not unreasonable for wanting that. You're not unreasonable for wanting that at all. That's what feels good. (laughs) So, I mean, so the, the trick here is that I took what little you needed to hear. You're not unreasonable. Then it makes sense. Yeah. Have these big feelings. And then added that to the feelings you're having in the here and now. And that's how you like, that's the recipe for the remothering. Like that's what you needed to hear. And then, valid i mean you're basically just validating your feelings i mean and your listeners you guys you all do this every day you do every single day with your kids you see your kids where they are you recognize what's going on under the surface you speak to it you acknowledge their unmet needs oh buddy you're having a really hard time you're so disappointed you know kenzie got the bigger cupcake and it has more frosting on it and i know how much you love that frosting it makes sense that you feel jealous of how much frosting kenzie has on her cupcake Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, like that's, we do it every day for our kids, every single day in hundreds of little ways we show up for our kids. And it's, it's just figuring out how we need to show up for ourselves in that same way with that same validation and empathy. And so often, you know, we've been taught to rely on other people to get those emotional needs met. We've been yeah. taught to go to a, you know, a therapist, which is great and wonderful, especially as you're learning to do this, um, or a partner or a friend. We rely, but really, it's we have we have it all within us. We are the parent that we've been waiting for. You know, we can do that. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's so it's so amazing how um, every year that I get older and every year that I build this business and help more and more families and go deeper and deeper with my own work myself. It's fascinating how much for me, the belonging piece is like at the root of so much of like my healing. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing how much it's all connected with like the shame stuff. And just even giving those examples of like the cupcake stuff, it's, it's, it's makes sense why it feels so difficult to give that type of empathy and that like, you belong here, you make sense. Like you are not an alien. It it's, it's, it feels hard to give that when you're not, you weren't used to getting it because things were just done differently. Right. Like it was just, you have to make a child feel worse in order to make them behave better. That was just the way things were done. Like for most of us. So it just makes so much sense why it becomes so difficult if you don't have that cue, the mechanism quite fluent yet. And it's still like, dude, what were you thinking? Like, and, and for me, it's been so fascinating to see the, the, the um, connection to like not being able to trust yourself and self-confidence. So like just this last month in my bonfire support program, our lesson of the month was all about like how to assume integrity in our kids. And we did an exercise around like, kind of like looking at, you know, maybe a a situation where we first kind of started to get those messages of, um, don't trust yourself. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? And it was so mm-hmm. fun to like kind of uncover some things with my with my amazing group of families that I work with. But it to me, it translates into like not being able to trust yourself and thinking like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with me? And then as a business owner, I'm wondering like why it's I have business mentors that are like, oh, okay, you tried a Facebook ads agency for three months. 
didn't quite work out. That's okay. Now we move on. Now we pivot. We test different things. And I'm like, but I made the wrong choice. Like I wasted this money or the self language is just still so gnarly, you know? Um, And so as I learned to clean that up, I realized it permeates like every area of my life. If I talk to myself of like, of course you chose that agency. Of course you loved working with them. Of course you had giant, like amazing expectations. Like that was a smart decision. And like, that's part of business, you know, like just, I love that idea of talking to yourself different. So, oh, so good. It's hard. It's hard though. Like it, it is hard to, to do when we only know, you only know what you know. And so, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about what you and I get to do is that we get to teach parenting, right? So that parents are building the skills of being kind, compassionate, respectful parents. And because they are building those skills, then they've got a toolbox that they can then turn within and use with themselves. And I, I do think that this is one of the things that, you know, so for, for some parents, they, they learn the, they learn those skills, they learn the scripts, and they're like, yep, good to go, got it, then they're yeah. fine. And they never yell again, they never lose their cool again. I mean, you know, they're human, but right. you know, it's not hard, it's not a struggle. And then there's yeah. another group of parents, and I'm one of them, where it is hard. It is hard to embody the parenting that we want to do because we've got all this internal language, all this internal shame language that you're speaking to going on in the background it's the background processes. And the second we reach our max, the second we're over the threshold, our brains like to run on default. They like to be efficient. And so the second we cross that threshold where conscious, you know, effort in parenting is too much, we revert back to the old stuff. And so cleaning up, like you're saying, cleaning up that background language is where you know, is what will take your parenting to the next level so that it feels effortless. So it feels much, much more easy to to embody the type of parent you want to be. And what's great about that is that every single day offers thousands of opportunities. <laughs> I mean, every single yeah. moment is an, a chance to be kind to yourself, a chance to acknowledge yeah. your unmet needs, a chance to say like, yeah, whew, that makes sense. That's hard. That's uncomfortable, yeah. whatever it is that you're feeling. Yes, which then translates to like this confidence of like, and to be the kind of parent who uses what you and I teach families to use as far as like just connection, respectful, gentle, firm and kind tools in their home. Like you got to have confidence and you have to be able to trust yourself and to be able to be different than some of your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. And like, it is just a trip as I've noticed it was, I mean, I guess it was probably five or six years ago, but I was doing an exercise with my mentor and it was, it was actually the same exercise I did with my, my, my members this last month. But I told this story of like how my dad and I got into this fight and whatever he pushed, like um, we got into like a pushing match because he was trying to take away my TV. And like, I fell and like cut my leg and it wasn't awful, but it was still this memory. And so we did this whole walkthrough thing and we kind of redid it of like what I needed Mm -hmm. in that moment. And it was so beautiful. And I remember afterwards saying, um, because I've always had this beautiful, like resistance part of me, which is why I connect so much with families who like are question askers and they, they push back. And I'm like, I see you and keep going, like, listen, listen. (laughs) Um, But I said, a 
okay, cool. This was a great exercise. I'm like, but I don't really understand. It didn't really, it didn't seem to affect me. Like I'm fine. My dad and I's relationship is fine. And you know, the classic, like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, my mentor, she was like, oh really? You're fine. She's like, how's your self-confidence? And in the moment I was like, it's awesome. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like super outgoing. I like, remember being like, I wear cheetah jackets. Like I am self-confident. And as the years progressed, that one thing, and she just was like, huh, cool. And that's all she said. And after that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I have been noticing how I have actually really low self-confidence in a lot. Like I'll make a decision. And and for years it was in parenting and thinking, is someone judging me or was that the right decision? Like, should I be like, is this crazy pants to be using compassionate discipline and offering grace to my children when people in my church or wherever are like, just smack them. Like the messes with you. If you are not a confident, you know, so like Absolutely. just, it's just, there's so many layers of this that is just beautiful, but that was a massive uncovering for me of saying, thinking just because I'm outgoing and I can get on a stage and like, that does not mean that I trust myself and I'm self-confident in every decision that I make. And I really admire people who are able to like speak their truth, use their voice go against the grain and like do what's right in their heart that lines up with their moral character. And so it's been cool to to uncover that. And all of this is related to it. So it absolutely is. And I, I think like to be able to be confident in that way, I think self-compassion is a prerequisite for that because in order to move through the world with that level of confidence, you have to know that if I do make a mistake, if I do happen to be wrong, the world will not end. It will not be over (laughs) because I'm a human who just like every other human on this planet makes mistakes. And just like every other human is worthy of dignity and respect and grace. And yes, that to me that like that knowing that surety of I'm going to go out there, I'm going to live my values, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to do it in the way that's right for me and not from a not from a hurting or reactive place, but from a true inner knowing that yeah, and and that if I screw it up and get it wrong, there's always another day, there's always another chance, there's always repair and reconnection with my kids. And yeah, and we just get to be human together. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, it is almost time for our brand new live training event called Unfrazzled to start in late June. So hopefully you've got your calendar marked and you'll be registering to join us as soon as we open up the registration page. But I know some of you are itching to know more about what we're going to cover. So here's a few more details to help you get pumped. Firstly, I'll be teaching you about why you feel so rattled when your kids misbehave and how you can calm your nervous system, calling in safety to your body and your home so conflicts can be solved effectively and with grace, dignity, and connection. And I'll help you say goodbye to the days of feeling frazzled and impatient and help you say hello to a summer where you fully step into states of peace and empowerment. Secondly, I'll be covering some of the most common mistakes even the most well-meaning and highly educated parents make that are causing a feeling of stuckness when it comes to stress and drama in your home. We're going to clear out the cobwebs, so to speak, of your nervous system so you can feel calm and confident knowing how capable you are of implementing a powerful, 
positive parenting system into the daily fabric of your life. So misbehavior, aka your kids being human, no longer rocks your world and shakes you to your core, but instead is just something you handle with ease, flow, and firm kindness. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash save the date to mark your calendar now. Just and that new script, like I love that. The the cue, the mechanism. That is like <laughs> gonna be the new thing, Laura. Yes. Okay, oh gosh, so good. Okay, well, talk to us about your last piece of wisdom when it comes to remothering ourselves around setting boundaries. Yes. This is a tough one for many of us, okay, including so- myself. All right. So you may be expecting to be talking about boundaries with other people, but when it comes to remothering, we actually need to be much better at setting boundaries with ourselves. So, I mean, from we, we know that kids need firm, flexible, but firm, clearly defined limits and boundaries. They crave it. They need to know that they're safe. They need to know that someone's running the ship, that there is a captain, that there's a leader, a confident, compassionate leader in charge. Um, And we have to fully step into and embody that for our kids, but also for ourselves. And so that means that we don't get to just be impulsive in the way, you know, that our kids are, um, that we have to be kind of the grown up. We have to set firm boundaries with ourselves and, and kind and compassionate limits, but really like being real about like, you know what, when I, when I, for example, um, if I've had a long day, let's say sometimes I record like four or five podcast interviews in one day, um, on those days, I'm tired. I'm exhausted, emotionally drained, I have to be really aware of my state and what I have capacity for with my kids. On those days, if I agree to wrestling with my kids or agree to playing a certain game, I'm probably not going to be my best self in them. I have lower capacity. My window of tolerance is lower. And so I need to be really aware of my needs and set good boundaries for myself and say like, you know what, Laura, I know you'd love to be able to wrestle with your kids, and at the same time, you're really tired. And if you wrestle with them right now, you might be snappy and grumpy, and it's not going to be a great experience for any of you. And so as much as your kids are going to be disappointed, and as much as you might be disappointed, you need to say no, and you need to sit down and have a glass of, uh, a glass of water or a cup of tea. And maybe you can read or listen to an audiobook with them to connect instead of wrestling today. Like that's mm-hmm. setting a good boundary with ourselves. This is an internal like mothering conversation, right? This is what you would say to a 13 year old. who's like, but I want to go out. I know it's a school night and I know you want to have that sleepover on a school night, but you have a test tomorrow. And I really, you know, I I really don't feel comfortable with that. And it's hard. I know you feel like you're going to miss out. It's really hard and you can be so upset. And at the same time, you've got a test tomorrow. And I can't, I can't let you have the sleepover with your friends tonight with that test coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Someone's got to be the grown up. <laughs> we yes. Have to up with ourselves too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So this is, yep. when I talk about setting boundaries, yes, of course, we've got to set them with our kids. You, Wendy, are teaching them to set your, your folks to set lovely, wonderful, compassionate limits and boundaries with your kids. We just also have to set them with ourselves too. I mean, and this is true of any interaction. So there's times with when I'm like grumpy and grouchy with like my husband, because 
he's easy to take things out on because he loves me unconditionally. And I know that he does. And I have to sit down with myself and say like, Laura, you're not speaking to your husband in a voice that conveys how you truly feel about him. Mm -hmm. It's time to stop. It's time to go take a care of yourself. It's time to go take a break. It's time to get your head on straight and come back. And when you do, you got to apologize. You got to own it. You know, I mean, this is yeah. self-talk. <laughs> yes. And then you yep. go back and you say, oh, my dear, lovely husband. Woof. I had a hard day and that is not an excuse. And I was taking it out on you. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. You do not deserve to be spoken to in that grumpy voice. It wasn't about you. I'm really sorry. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is this is part of you know remothering is not all, you know hearts and flowers and you know yeah there's, we have to we also have to step and embody a firm parent we have to take that authoritative stance with ourselves that's kind and loving and also like you know what we we got this we can this we you know yes we're human yes we make mistakes and we can do better you know this yeah is, and we can we can do this we can be you know, who we want to be in this world. And I mean, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I did one thing like the other day, um, <laughs> I was, it was late at night. I got up and as I got up, like a, like a piece of trash fell off of the coffee table and under the coffee table. And I had this moment where I was like a five-year-old and I was like, Oh, I see that. I don't want to do that. And I was about <laughs> to walk away and pick, and then I yeah. had this like, you know, and, and just, I was like, Oh, I'll get it in the morning. And I was like, no, Laura, you're a grown up. If that happened to your kid, if you're five, if you're five or six year old, not yeah. a piece of trash on the floor, a wrapper on the floor and you saw it, you'd be like, Hey buddy, that belongs in the trash. And you'd help them pick it up. Like, you got yeah. there, pick it up. And I went and I picked it up and I put it in the trash. But the, I mean, it's just, the, I mean, that's not even a, like a triggering moment, but like, that's what we got to do. We ha- like, we have to be good parents to ourselves. <laughs> my gosh. It's wild. Like just listening to all this, this is one of my biggest struggles, so to speak, um, with like setting boundaries with myself and taking care of myself. I do pretty well with exercise, but I, at this point in my life, like overwork myself and Mm -hmm. then don't take breaks. So it's, it's so interesting for me to hear this and, and know, like I can cue the mechanism with the, with the (laughs) self-talk of like, cause I have a tendency as I'm thinking about this, as I say, the day goes on and on and on, and I haven't taken a nap or I haven't meditated midday, Mm -hmm. which I know recharges me. And like, I, you know, we, I, both of us, we do really intense work. Like it's no wonder we're exhausted. Right. But like, I will talk to myself and be like, you're fine. You're fine. You shouldn't need a nap. Like, I don't know. There's stuff that happens in there that I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. If you just push yourself, it's fine. Like it's not a big deal. Like you have to get this done or this done or this story or this thing, or now the kids get need picking up and like, you need to get back to the Pinterest, whatever it is, you know, or like, you got to help that one more client. And it's just interesting how I'm realizing there's a lack of no wonder you want to help all these people. No wonder you want to like record one more podcast. No wonder like you want to get that story done. So people register for the free challenge next week. Like I get it. And you need to take care of your body. It's not okay that you push yourself. Yeah. In order to serve them, you have to take care of yourself. If you want, you know, I mean, these are the things. Wendy, my dear, Wendy, I know you have a mission on your heart. You are helping so many people. And I know you want to get this 
you know, registration page done. So for that challenge for yeah. next week, I know. And in order to be able to have the energy to keep serving your community, you've got to take this break. They need you to take this break. <laughs> you know, yes. This is yeah. And, and that I, is the, the remothering is mm. the, that, that is, I don't remember that tone and that voice being used with me when <laughs> limits were set. So the remothering is talking to myself differently with a firm limit, because I think so many people, like so many of us associate the firm limits with like, it was just gnarly. There was disconnection. There was like, if you do this, yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) no, it's good. I love it. Interrupt me all you want. So yeah, it's like this new way of knowing that limits and compassion can coexist. And the voice is very encouraging and it's firm. which is the way we do it with our kids. Like just last night, it's funny. You brought up the, like the, whatever the sleepover, but I was, Terry and I were, we just celebrated our 20 year wedding anniversary yesterday. We had dinner. It was lovely. And we were talking about how in awe of our daughter we are. And she's 13. She's, she's like just thrived this year in her closet alone in the seventh grade. Like Mm. it's bizarre, but she's done, she's done great. She's been thriving. She's getting straight A's. She loves school. She loves volleyball, but we were saying, we're so grateful that we we stuck to the firm limit of she's not allowed to be on technology um, at night. Like we, no technology in the room, no technology at light at night, computers, whatever. And she's pushed it a lot, um, you know, normal. And we were always like, no, 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 firm with the voice, right? Our best, our, trying our best to just yeah, have course. the compassionate firm limit. And 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 because of that firm limit, she made it work. Every day she developed a habit where she did her homework right after school. So she was always done by 3 p.m. And then she went and did her volleyball and everything. So when she got home, we were able to like have the family time where we watched Jimmy Fallon or Shark Tank or whatever we want to watch. But it's because she was able to, I think, achieve that because of the firm limit. Like if we would have been like, okay, fine. Cause she would beg and be like, my friends stay up till midnight to do their homework. Mom, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm 12 and a half now, or I'm 13. Like, this is what kids do. And we were always like, I know, like you care so much about school and it's a super firm limit. So it's just interesting looking at that, that example of how strong and firm and compassionate we were with her, how well it worked. And then translating that into the boundaries for ourselves. And I can see how, using this new remothering voice, I, th- I believe it's really going to help me set more boundaries and take better care of myself. Cause it is at yeah. that point where I'm like, this is not healthy. Like, this is not right. good. Right. And I think like, even, you know, so you and I, we have these businesses that are online, like, you know, I it's Instagram creeps in like, yeah. And we, yeah. we use our tech, you know, but even if you're not like, so you, the standard parent, I hear, I talk to parents all the time who are like, Ooh, I stayed up till 11 o'clock on mm. Netflix. I should have gone to bed two hours ago. Like that's the perfect time to use your firm boundaries. Honey, I know you're so tired. It has been a year it, it, and it makes sense. That you just want to escape into someone else's world. And at the same time, you know, you're more prepared for the next day if you go to bed on time. And so we're going to oh, watch this one last show. We're going to finish finish this episode. Maybe we're going to set the screen time limits on our iPad, you know, or on Netflix, you know, and we're going to get ourselves to bed at, at 10, at, you know, at 10. I know, I know it's hard, but that's what we're going to do. We got to do that for ourselves. Not, like it's, it's like literally wild to hear that compassionate voice 
it's like, I feel, just feel like that's life-changing just to try to switch it up and to be in practice because it's so much more motivating. It actually motivates you to create the positive change you want tomorrow. Like, yes. but so many of my clients, I know we have to wrap up soon. We're almost at our hour point. I could talk <laughs> to you all day, but so many of my clients and myself get stuck in this, like, you gotta be hard on yourself. You know, we got to shame like, ourselves into doing better. It's, and it's the yeah. same stuff. It's the same stuff that we damaged us in our childhood. <sighs> and we enact it on ourselves here. Now we, we still think the only way to make a kid change or do better is to make them suffer and feel bad about themselves. And we just do it to ourselves, even though we don't believe yeah. that anymore. We've up leveled yeah. our thoughts. We know that no one does better when they're being shamed, blamed, and guilted and judged into doing differently. Like we know that. Yeah. About our kids. We got to know it about ourselves too. Right. It's, yes. This is, you know, circling back to the beginning, it, the shame stop, like the shame stops with us. It stops in our generation and it stops within us too. No, yes. you know, no, you know, no more. I mean, and it's ev- shame language is everywhere. Like you walk in Trader Joe's and there's like reduced guilt potato chips. Like, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> like, why would potato chips carry guilt on them? <laughs> what? Oh okay, so like if you don't want to eat as many chips, like you can be kind and compassionate and not shame yourself into not eating so many chips. Oh my gosh, that is so freaking funny. Those chips are in my kitchen right now. What yeah, the hell? Like, what <laughs> is that? No, well, there's there's no room oh for gosh. it. There's no, like, if if we want to, we truly want to believe this to, about our kids, we've got to believe it about ourselves. It really, like. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I am so excited to take this remothering conversation and talk and all of this into my day um, with all of it. And especially this last one around the setting boundaries. Like I just had not played around with that yet. And I'm going to do it right after this call. I'm going to go meditate and I'm not going to push myself. I'm going to go take a rest. And it's, it's going to be lovely to have that remothering voice in my head. And so this has been such an amazing conversation, Laura. Thank Aww, you <laughs> for spending time with us. Like, I just feel like I just got a personal therapy session with you. And please tell listeners all the places that they can find you. And I know you probably have um, a way for them to to grab something to get a taste of what your work looks like. So please tell everybody where they can come get more of your light and your goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my podcast is called The Balanced Parent. I'd love to have everybody, you know, put me in their playlist, um, in their queue. Um, you get just weekly doses of compassion and grace, basically. Um, and we talk about lots of different topics too, a wide range of kind of parenting relationships and taking good care of yourself. Um, but I do have a workbook that I think your listeners would really like. Um, it's um, I call it my yelling recovery workbook. And it does walk you through some of these steps, figuring out what's going on for you when you are losing it on your kids um, and will help you develop some of those scripts for the remothering, the, re- the being kind to yourself. Um, so that's at uh, laurafroyan.com slash yelling workbook. Um, and you can just go. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, no, I yep. have my notes here too. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes. Forward slash yelling workbook. And we, yes. of course, we'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that would be the best one I have lots of workbooks though <laughs> like on lots of different topics but that one I think would nice. be the best for this topic um 
Yeah. Okay. That was so fun being here. It's so much fun talking with, like, sharing a like-minded space. It's very lovely and affirming. I know. As as we wrap up this, I'm cracking up. I wish I could like turn my camera right now. This there. I ha- I just realized my 80 pound English black lab is sitting next to us, just snoring. And I'm so, <laughs> I can't wait till this episode comes out to see to to know if we can hear her be snoring. <laughs> I couldn't hear, it, but that probably He's is adorable. So cute. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of him and put this in the show notes so everyone can see in case they can hear him. But all right, um, Laura, thank you again for being here, listeners. Go find. Laura, give her some love on Instagram, which by the way, your Instagram handle, I want listeners to go find you there because you are amazing with your reels and your content and your, just your funness, if that's even a word. Um, And I just love, love your Instagram too. So your handle over there is Dr. Laura Froyan. Yeah. Just Laura Froyan PhD. Yeah. But if you put in Laura Froyan, just my name, you'll find me. There's nobody else with that name. So it's good. (laughs) Perfect. And we'll of course put all that in the show notes. Thank you again for being here, Laura. Thanks for having me. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 111. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved recording it for you. It's now time to save the date for Unfrazzled, our free multi-day live training video series that starts on June 24th. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash save the date to mark your calendar now. And if you're not already, please hop on our email list over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash email since families on my email list are always the first to know when registration opens for our free events.